yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, June 23rd. We're late because of me. I hope my sound is good right now. I'm Caleb Mitchell. With me always, Landon Raby. I feel like sound good. Some better. Last week we saw each other. It was. It just feels like. Maybe it's because I guess we were like on the show last Thursday, too. I don't really remember. It's. It just feels like it's been forever. I don't know why. What's well, happened? Or not happened? You may, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it's... It, <laughs> It wasn't even that long of a weekend or week or anything. I, I don't know, but it's good to be here. Um, we kind of got some, like, you know, we got some good news. We got some not-so-good news. Um, it is summer. I'm really about to slow down here. But we are talking some football. And uh, I know we'll probably – guys, there might be some tailgating in August. I, I, we can't get too much into it right now, but I'm going to need you to stay tuned. Stay on Twitter. Stay attached. There may be some tailgating going on in August. All are welcome, just like football season. So stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Maybe some giveaways, some good stuff happening soon. So make sure you stay tuned. Yeah. I, uh, I really want to – I hope to get that nailed down by, like, Monday at the latest. So I hope we can get everybody involved quickly. Um, I know Landon, language. Landon was so fired up, I don't even think he thought about it. I, I texted him the idea today, and he was just like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that's something. That's down. something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited, though. I think it'll be a great time. Um, yeah, we got some, we got some vol football, some, some bad news, some good news, and then we'll just get into some talking there, um, with what's going to happen this year and, and even this weekend too. Um, and I, I know there's, uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk some vol baseball with the college world series going on the final, the finals nailed out before we get into like our show, I just want to talk about how crazy it is that the, probably the two of the most underrated teams maybe bottom three Notre Dame is probably probably down there too are playing in the final it's it's I mean baseball is crazy yeah too, too underrated going to Omaha not the whole tournament oh uh, I mean maybe even the whole oh, tournament I mean oh. Ole Miss was like what the last team in to the field of 64 and here they are they were but <laughs> I feel like if they so if they had gotten robbed of it instead of NC State I feel like people would be upset about that to be fair right yeah, maybe. So, and isn't it crazy? I mean, this doesn't make me feel any better. I want to win it all, but it is crazy that it, it pains me that Tennessee beat both those teams, swept one of them, four and zero. It hurts so bad. And, and for and for all those uh, hogs, all those Arkansas fans, listen, suck it. Like I know what they're gonna say. We made it to Omaha. You didn't. It doesn't matter. You got to win it all, right? Isn't that what they were saying to, about Tennessee? It doesn't matter if you made it to Omaha. You got to win yeah. it all. It's are they going to put Omaha's back on their uh, stadium again? 
I will never understand. I hope that never becomes a thing. If if you ever say the word omavols, I will I will slap you in your dick. Females included. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just that's terrible. Don't ever do it. Don't even think about it. Gosh. And I expect Omaha to be the second home of the Vols for the next decade. I don't know about you. Oh, agreed. Dude, I just love like Arkansas was so close again. <laughs> Dude, how funny would it have been if they that that ball that got popped out to left center if that cost them if that's what cost them Omaha like what what cost them to go into the series again winning it all? Again. Oh yeah, and that 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 game yesterday. Pretty impressive that the I think it was the left fielder that still caught it. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah he got tackled by battles. Yeah, shortstop. But yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Um. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a, I know, Landon, I don't know how much you've watched. I know you weren't going to, you were kind of. What the hell? What happened now? Jabari Smith didn't go number one. Oh, wait, who did? Paolo Bancaro. Interesting. Damn it. Bancaro or Bancaro? Bancaro. I trust your pronunciations. I was just curious. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Someone said they would – I can't remember who said it this week. I was kind of shocked. Someone said that they would – I don't even think it was Paolo. I don't remember who it was. They said they would take over Jabari Smith. No, 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 no. They said they would take Jabari Smith over everybody. Never mind. That's wrong. Never mind. Um, no, that is that is pretty crazy. Um, I also don't care about the NBA. So, Not for the reasons that most white people say they don't care about the NBA. I just don't care. Yeah, I just bet $30 on Jabari Smith, and it was like minus 165 like four days ago, and now it was up to like minus like 700 earlier today. Wow. Well, in Vegas, so, it's it's bad. Especially about stuff like draft, like number one overall draft pick. That's that's interesting. God, the Magic just deserved to suck. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree that they – He's a good player, but uh, just for the fact that they lost me money, I hope it doesn't pan out. That's fair. I respect <laughs> that. Uh, let's let's get into. I'm I'm fired up. I mean, part of the reason I'm fired up for tailgating is because it'll it'll somewhat be prep for football season. It feels like it's right around the corner. It feels. I mean, it's, you're probably going to wake up tomorrow, and it's going to be Thursday. Not Thursday, game day. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, I've never been so excited for. I, I was pretty fired up for App State. So I guess I shouldn't say I've never been as excited for a Thursday night game. Um, yeah, I'll talk about how they're you know they kind of they're kind of lame compared to Saturday, but I would rather have a Thursday night game than a Saturday noon game. So I just take my wins where I can get them. I don't you know whatever roll with it. Um, the only thing that I'm pissed off about right now is uh, the Ticketmaster change. That was infuriating. You you choose yeah, literally the worst sense. ticketing platform of all time when there was nothing wrong with the way they used to do it. Yeah, I don't get it. First I don't think Danny points. White really gets it either. <laughs> I just, I, but he doesn't I, have to go through it. So I feel like every athletic department, every organization, like the Magic um, or the NFL organization, I think they need just a normal fan, not to make decisions, just to have input, just to be like, okay, so we're gonna do this. What would an average fan say? And, and take it for what it is. You decide. Yeah, every everybody needs that, especially 
some of these NFL teams, especially that draft, the Jets could have used that when they said, hey, we're taking Sam Darnold number one overall. <laughs> Sam Darnold, didn't, did he go number one? I thought he was the first quarterback off the board. He was too high. He was first round. He was like top. I mean, he, were the Jets number one that year? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably right. And then golf was two. Maybe. I'm going to look it up real quick. But, yeah, that an average fan could have told you that's the dumbest pick of all time. Um, yeah, no, third pick. He was third pick. Who was first? Was It was 2018 draft. Let's see if they can do it. Um, this is just. Oh, was Swins? I don't was even Baker Which Oh, yeah, that's Baker. right. Listen, I'm a Bayfield guy. That's a bad first round pick. Yeah. Number one pick Agreed. overall. Agreed. Um, I'll, I'll say that I'm not. There was there player. wasn't a those like first three weren't great. Well, and that's what's frustrating. I think is is if it's not a quarterback year, don't force it because they're not just going to magically be good because they're the best quarterback available. Because yeah. Baker's better than Sam Darnold. That doesn't make him a number one overall pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, no, I'm. I, I am fired up for football season, though. It, it, we got to start getting. I mean, we got to start getting fantasy draft ready. We. Are, I got to start prepping for tailgates, making sure I got everything together. Um, again, just trying to be a fan, not too worried. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the, the stuff we want to talk. You know, the tonight biggest defensive breakout player. Um, but I'm more fired up for just the fan, like being back in Neyland. We were talking about it a little bit today, and and just being fired up to be back in L. Um, and there's there's some excitement to this season. It's not going into like last season. We're going into it. You're just like, man, I hope we're okay. I'm just happy that it's football season. That's kind of what we we're looking at. Well, now it's like Tennessee has a chance to have a really good season. They do, and I think that makes me a little bit more nervous because we're we're getting predicted pretty high. And our and I'm kind of glad we're talking about defensive breakout player because it's the defensive side of the ball that scares me. Um, yeah, I, I think, and we'll talk about the breakout player. And I think that's the important part is you've got to find. I think you called on the racers last week. Like, who's going to be the guy? We don't need a defense that's going to make a stand every time they're on the they're on the on the field. We need a a, a defense a defense that's going to just make a few big time plays during the game when they get themselves in good situations. Make those plays that matter. You don't if they score, you do have an offense that can score. But when it's late in the fourth quarter, you've got them in third or fourth down. Can you do you have a guy that can step up and make the play? Do you have a guy that can get an interception, you know, close to half and, and keep the team off the board or force a field goal on a, um, you know, third and long and, and give yourself a chance to get off the field? No point. Like, do you have those kind of playmakers? That's the question I have. And I think that I legitimately think this team probably is, I'll say two, because I think you probably need someone in the secondary that can do that and then someone up front. And then, and I'll, when we get into biggest defensive breakout players, I'll kind of, I, I did kind of split them up. I don't know if you just chose one. I did kind of split that up. Um, I think they're two erasers away from being a, a, a legitimate top 15 contender. Schedule okay. obviously doesn't – schedule can scare you off of that. Yeah, but. I agree with that. Um, and, and I think eraser-wise, I, I think you're missing somebody in the middle um, mm. at, at linebacker and with the people you, you have <clears> – <throat> I mean, I don't even know who's going to start next to Jeremy Banks, so I, I can't really pick that person to be my my breakout player. Right. Um, I, I hope it is because I, I think you need somebody. Um, you know that that just besides secondary in, in that Purdue game. Other than that, I mean, 
it was your linebackers that just mm-hmm. didn't do didn't do enough for you. Um, but but for me, my my defensive breakout player is Tyler Barron. Um, I, I thought he lived in the backfield when he actually got to play. I know, you know, he came he kind of played the same position as, as Byron Young, but I think they're moving him over to the opposite side, like they did against Purdue, which I think they probably should have done all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just seems like it, it's more of his true position, like that third down off the edge. Like that's he's too big. That. He needs to have his hand in the ground sometimes. He can stand up every now and then, but set the edge, and then, you know, he's not going to beat somebody uh, uh, offensive tackle with speed. He's not just going to blow right. by them. Um, but but he, he is athletic enough and big enough where he can get past them and, and live in the and, backfield. And, and he even had a touchdown last year. And he does have he does have speed to do it to some offensive. Like, yeah, there's going to be offensive tackles that are quicker than him. But when you line up any given game, he he is quick enough to there. There's going to be some offensive tackles that if he can get bend, he can get by. Yeah, but he's not the he's not the guy. Like on third down, you're like, oh crap, he's coming. No, 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 no. And like like I said, there may be some offensive tackles that just aren't as quick as him. But for the most part, no, not that guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's the guy for me. I thought he did a great job last year. I think he had three sacks. Um, and like 40 tackles for, for Tennessee. Ended up jumping in the portal, came back out. So I, I expect Tyler Barron to have a really good year at Tennessee, and um, hopefully they're able to just utilize the kid more. Yeah, and for that reason, <laughs> him lining up opposite of Byron Young, that's why. And I said I kind of split mine up. I went secondary and and defensive line because I think I think you need an eraser in both, both spots. You need somebody that can make big-time plays. But I'll start up front. I think having someone like By- or like Tyler Barron across the line of scrimmage or opposite line of scrimmage from you, I think it's going to help Byron Young out a lot. It's going to free him up for more one-on-one situations, or it could even be vice versa. You know, it could free up Tyler Barron for more one-on-one situations. But I think having those two guys on the field at the same time, because they are two of your quicker guys. Not that they're just lights out speed that are, like you said, blow by people. But and maybe Byron Young's cheating a little bit because he had a lot of what seemed like breakout plays. You, but I think it was flashes. I think even I almost went Amari Thomas, but I think it's it's flashes. It, no one really had a true breakout year, and that's why I'm going to stick with Byron Young. I think this year you're, you're talking about how it, it it is. No one can argue how important he is to the defense. I think after this year, I think he's going to make a lot of big time plays. I think it helps it, and I think Tyler Barron is going to get a lot of credit for that too, being being opposite him. Um, it's going to make offensive lines think more. Um, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to be able to single out one guy on the line of scrimmage. So I, I think that benefits both, potentially both of them, but I think really more so Byron Young because he probably is the better of that duo. Um, so I think yeah. it, it could be a really, really good year for him, especially if they're on the field a lot together. Yeah, and I I feel like I kind of went Tyler Barron, kind of the same like, th- same thought process as that Corey Vereen, Derek Barnett mm-hmm. year where – you knew what you're going to get from Derek Barnett, but it just made Corey Vereen that much more yeah. dynamic because they weren't able to. Um, and then it helped Derek Barnett out also having a guy like Corey Vereen on the opposite side. So yeah, it can work out both ways. Um, but I, I just feel like I kind of know what Byron Young brings. Um, but yeah, I, I like sure. that one too. And he does. He also doesn't have to sit out for 
what, two games because he was ineligible for playing at a prep school in 2017 or something stupid right. like that. Incredibly dumb. Incredibly yeah. dumb. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like, that's, you know, that's a great point, too, is he – it felt like I would have – I would have loved the matchup of Byron Young, Kenny Pickett if it's not Byron Young's first game. Yeah. He, he kind of got stuck in a tough situation having to play a guy like Kenny – Trying to chase down a guy like Kenny Pickett in his first Division One SEC game or SEC a Division One Power Five game, um, that's a tough task. Can and how good would Tennessee Kenny Pickett have been if he couldn't use the fake slot? <laughs> <laughs> did we get eaten by? I don't remember that. Did we get eaten? No, by we that? did not. I don't remember I, a fake I <laughs> just the glove. Just yeah, the glove. just the glove. That should be illegal too. It's the dumbest uh, thing ever. <laughs> Unless you're in the freezing cold, if you're in the snow, I can get it. But if you're playing, it's September in in Knoxville, it's like 95 degrees, and you're wearing a glove. Come on, man. Get your hands up. And and I understand any time wearing it on your opposite hand. I mean, especially those gloves. You get a bad snap. You feel better with the stickum on your other hand. I don't get thrown with it. Yeah, no. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm excited though. For I, I'm glad that we're probably going to see him line up across from each other. It's going to be, I think, a lot of fun on those ends. And if you get anything like you did from that interior line last year, early on in the season, they did struggle kind of back half. But anything like you did from that interior line throughout this year, that just makes their job easier. You talk you talked about Derek Barnett and Corey Vereen. The middle of that line was just as important to Derek Barnett's success, success as Corey Vereen was. You yeah. saw how how good. Um, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Went down at A and M. Um, mm. defensive tackle. And, uh, God, big God. white guy. Mixed. What is his name? Golly, why why did I bring this up? I'm just gonna look like an idiot now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when he went down at you know A and M was his last game of the year, and was Danny O'Brien? Danny O'Brien. Okay. And um, a guy that was just did a lot in that interior line and, and made it again made the offensive line they couldn't just they couldn't just go to Derek Barnett every play you had Corey Vereen opposite and you had a guy in the middle that created havoc and he leaves and Derek Barnett's still successful of course but uh, you you saw a difference for sure in, in what they had to do yeah and get a push too uh, and that that's that whole up front I mean the big runs I think is what just God, it was so infuriating to watch. And, and, that's and it was a lot of quarterback runs. And I think that's more on the linebackers than anything. Yeah. But I, I, it's the whole – it's the <laughs> Yeah, it's everybody. <laughs> Don't single anybody out. You're right. Yeah, I mean, there was there was tons of missed tackles from, from every um, part of that defense. So, yeah. I, I, would, I like a little bit more push. And, yeah, linebackers should be able to, to fill those gaps. But – yeah, the whole front seven just got demolished by big runs. For sure. Runs. sure. Uh, so you you had a secondary? Yeah, and this is all more hope because um, I don't see anyone that right now stands out to me that is the breakout. Like, I don't see anyone that – I think Byron Young and Tyler Barron, like you said, they you, you kind of know what you have in Byron Young. Tyler Barron, you saw flashes of it last year. Mm. Um, this one's more of a, a hope because I don't, I don't know if there's anyone back there that's an obvious – Right now, going to be a guy that makes big time plays consistently. Warren Burrell, open and brand. Yeah, Warren Burrell. 
you, you pretty much saw a lot. You saw a lot of your secondary leave. Um, Alante Taylor had some big time plays. Uh, that 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 interceptions against Kentucky um, was huge. But what he did in the run game, it's real physical. Uh, did a lot for you on the edge. I, I think Warren Burrell's got a had a great camp his freshman year. Heard a lot about him. Kind of has been uh, MIA since then. That's a guy you really really need to see step up senior this year. And you're going to need big time players from somebody in the secondary. You're going to need someone. It, it's, I mean, a lot of teams in the SEC have more than just one, you know, wide receiver one that you got to go go over top and um, challenge to win. But I expect it's probably Warren Burrell that's going to be over your, your number one guy a lot this year. I, Warren I Burrell's a senior? Good. Yeah, Tom Flaws. <laughs> um, so I, I think he's going to be a really, really key piece to if you want to have a guy that's an eraser. Um, probably going to be covering the other team's best guy. And if you can do a, a decent job of taking him out of the game, making plays when the ball comes that way, making plays the line of scrimmage, I think that just it helps us secondary so much more. And, and I say Warren Burrell because I just don't know who else it is. So it's more of like a challenge and a hope that it, that it is Warren Burrell. Um, he's got to have it in him, right? That year that he shined in camp, he shined over Elante Taylor and uh, Bryce Thompson and shined against some good wide receivers. So I, I think he's got to have it in him. Tennessee just needs it this year, desperately. Yeah, 100%. Um, man, that's secondary. I just keep having like bad memories from Purdue. Like that's all I, I just can't get past it. Like I yeah, you remember the interception against Kentucky with Alante. Theo Jackson had a good year last year. But I, those two are both gone. It's like this year is like hey Flowers, McCullough, Warren Burrell, hey, this is your money year. Like you gotta go out and ball out or I mean things aren't gonna be Here's the thing, like, at what point, if you don't get any production out of those guys, at what point do you replace them? Do you try somebody else? Do you try a Christian Charles, even a freshman, Jordan Thomas, Christian Harrison, uh, D. Williams, who's a junior college transfer, um, uh, Walker from Georgia Tech, is he your nickel guy? I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I I don't have a – great solution to that secondary um it's experience i'll give them that yeah yeah. but not a lot of production not a lot of plays (laughs) being made maybe tackles yeah you you could say you've had 100 tackles or whatever flowers had a lot uh the last couple years but dude we need plays like plays like alante and theo jackson pick sixes taking it to the house yeah i think that's that's what's going to I, I won't put so much. I mean, obviously, points scored matters, but I guess more. I guess it's more like yards. The 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 key things I'm looking for Tennessee to be able to do is keep people out of the end zone and score points on defense. If you can score some points on defense and you can force field goals, more you know, you can do those key things. This offense is going to score. So I mean, yeah, teams are going to score touchdowns. It gets into the teams are going to score touchdowns on you. But that defense has just got to trust that if they can, if they can make a few big plays during the game, that your offense is going to carry you. And if you can, if you can kind of accept that role, I think that becomes easier on you. We we talk about in every sport, and I feel like we talked about it a lot in baseball, knowing those guys behind you in the lineup 
or um, as a, how much easier it made the pitching staff play well because you knew the defense behind you was going to pick you up when you struggled. If you know the other side of the ball is going to help you, that should elevate your play a lot. So just trust that that's going to happen. Go out there and and, and I'm I'm one. I think a lot of people, and I think even Tim Banks kind of got scared away from blitzing a lot just because of so many big plays happen. But if you're going 100 percent out and the other team's just beating you, that's that's kind of a different story. I, I want to see Tennessee play aggressive. I want I want to see this defense play aggressive. Put guys in situations to make big plays. I think is the biggest thing. Um, I don't see this, especially these linebackers. I don't see them dropping back into coverage and just making a lot of big plays. I see kind of chaos, like trying to make the most out of chaos is probably what makes this team successful this year, this defensive unit successful this year. Yeah, I would I would be happy if we didn't just kind of play base defense and hope, you know, just kind of keep everything in front of us. I I, I like what you said. Just kind of go get it. Right. Um, get, get beat. Get beat going all out, you know, if you're going to get beat. Yep. And, and if you if you're going all out and you have some erasers, a lot of those can fix some some mistakes. And it would be so different if you did have two or three linebackers that could draw back into coverage and play good defense, but you don't have that right now. What you what you do have is a lot of just guys that go in, no ears pinned back, probably not thinking a lot if I'm being honest, yeah. and just trying to hit somebody. And that can sometimes be good. Um here's the here's the thing. When I look at Look at like who we play, and and I know like Bryce Young and Alabama is going to have receivers out the butt. Um, but like when I I look at the rest of the schedule, like who do we play that I'm just like quarterback and wide receiver duos? Like there's not a lot. Like Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett, but but who's his receiver? His best receiver is his tight end Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's a freak. But it, it's not like uh, Jameson Williams where it's a blow by you top receiver. Right. Um, so maybe the LSU, you know, Jaden Daniels, how good is he? I, I know they got a good receiver. Um, I can't say his last name. I don't. I haven't heard it, so I don't know how to say it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just don't really see anybody. You know, Jordan Addison's not at Pitt anymore. Kenny Pickett's not at Pitt anymore. Um, you're not having to play, you know, that Purdue team had a really good quarterback and good receivers. I just don't, besides Alabama and maybe Georgia, I just don't see anybody that I'm just like, I'm scared of that quarterback and wide receiver duo for our secondary. Yeah. Like how, how do we survive that game? I don't, I don't see any of those games. Yeah. And I think the, I think that's where it more falls on Tennessee to be success, like like you said, they're not just flat out better than you. There, it's it more falls on Tennessee to be successful against them. Like Tennessee can be successful against them. It's just will they? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Football season. I uh, I know we're gonna have to talk some sad news here in a second, but um, I can't wait. I uh, I don't. I know we'll talk about schedule and where they fall again too. That's another thing though, and I, I know we'll kind of get later into the summer the schedule and, and go through some teams and where they fall. Um, also, do you listen to the Jeremy Pruitt? God no, it, dude. It's 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 hilarious. It reminded me how we talk about how coaches never win jobs in press conferences; they only lose them. It reminded me of like why I did like what I heard before he started losing because he he's just a football guy mm-hmm. I, that could if you want to say that makes him dumb 
sure, but he is just a football guy. Um, so when there's so, like so did they the- they talk X's nose or did they talk like? Because I feel like he could talk like that, like talk X's nose all day. But when it comes to like, how do you manage your all? How do you manage this kid? And then like that's when you're just like, oh god, like it's um, is it Billy Madison when he was like, I <laughs> I award you no points. I mean, God have mercy on your soul. That's that's how I feel like listening to Jeremy Pruitt when he's talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think the I think the head coaching role is too much for him, too involved. So yeah, th- and they didn't really talk necessarily X's and O's. They did kind of jump around to some different teams, talked a lot of Tennessee, um, and he spoke highly of Tennessee. That's why I said, well, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted. He could have easily just been like, the administration never had, like he could have. Trying to get that money, dude. Yeah, he could have <laughs> gone all out. He could have. Um, they threw me under the bus. We didn't cheat, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And they didn't really get into all that. And that maybe helped him too. But yeah, it was just a lot of out talk, Alabama, talk, Georgia, talk, transfer. Like he, he, it's a guy that's been around college football for a long time. And that's very clear. And I don't think he was a good head coach. I'm not, I'm glad he's not at Tennessee anymore. I do think he'll be coaching college football soon. A lot of people say show cause, show cause, show cause. Um, He may get a show cause. But here's the thing about a show cause. He can still coach if he even gets a 10-year show cause. He could coach next year if the team that hires him can show cause for how, like why they need that. A show cause isn't an automatic ban. It just means people have to take a chance on you and prove to the NCAA why you should be allowed to coach. I could see him being in the NCAA again. Um, not as a head coach. Not. not never. I Like, for the reasons you said, it's just – you think like a, a Mac school or, or somebody like that wouldn't love to have him as a defensive coordinator? I think an SEC school would love to have him as a defensive coordinator. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but uh, an SEC, you're kind of that reputation's kind of on the line. I mean, who gives like a Mac school that they don't care? They just want to win football games. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I could see that before an yes, before an SEC school. Yeah, I could say that for sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm shocked. And I think it's because the NCAA investigation hasn't. If it, if the if, it, if the NCAA investigation all got concluded tomorrow, I think he'd be coaching at Alabama again in some capacity. Hmm. Nick Saban didn't let him leave before the before the national championship, guys. He valued him. That was very obvious. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I'm glad he showed some class. Now, Brian Niedemeyer, he can go get in that uh that beer barrel and just rot in that thing and i get being like mad about the whole situation but it's just petty it's petty and, and, and like you did it like everybody knows you did it you were the main person and he, here's my thing it's just you don't you'll never gain anything by saying that right it, it, it's like buddy let, you were not gonna be a position coach you were a um, – he coached linebackers. And they were terrible. They were terrible. And and two of the best linebackers Tennessee's had in a while, talent-wise. Yeah. It was bad. He's just like, – it, it burned – it burned a lot of bridges, and a lot of people probably looked at that. And you would have to be a really, really good coach to overcome stuff like that and that he's just not. Yeah. It was an yeah. interesting, and I'm glad I, I, he blocked me, which is what I wanted. And I just love that that means he had to watch the video. He had to click on the video. 
because <laughs> otherwise, why would he block me? Like, there's no sure. obvious. Or he had to click on my profile and see I was a Tennessee fan. One or the other. I didn't yeah, say he, anything with it. It took a while for him to block me. Um, oh, he did it in like two minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was he a one-second video. It, it was like four hours until he blocked me. Span. He must have been on it and ready. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was just hilarious. And it, it does make me wonder if, I don't know, is he in, are guys at IMG going to be harder for Tennessee to come by? If you've got a guy that they, I mean, they, he's their coach. He's gonna, he's around them every day, and they're gonna trust him. Yeah, I think if if you don't land Francis, um, you know, it, it he, he's it's between us and and probably USC. I, I'm guessing they already. I think Chad Simmons put in a prediction for USC after he was there. Um, his his family lives in Samoa, so that that would be the closest school, I guess, but. Still, you got to go across water to get there. So, I mean, what's really the difference in LA? Like, when you're going across yeah. water, is there that big of a difference? But, um, yeah, if you don't land him, I'll look into it a lot more. It just it just shows his. But I him, I him saying you, you love to see it like that, all you had to say is, congrats, congrats. man. Yeah. But you had, you had, to, you had to poke. I kind of like it. Kind of makes it a little bit more fun. I don't care. Oh, I'm on. I, like I enjoyed what happened the Tuesday. Was that? Tuesday? I mean, here, here's the thing: Are you really helping your case to try to get back to the SEC? You're not. Yeah. I mean, even like if I said, you like, you think about it. Like you yeah. knew how Tennessee gets riled up very easily. You knew that was going to do it. I could see Jeremy Pruitt coaching again at a high level because he's obviously a good defensive coordinator and uh, he knows how to be a little political. Brian Niedemeyer is neither of those. So yeah. it's going to be hard for him to coach at a high level ever again. And IMG defensive coordinator, that's probably a pretty good job. But that better be your highest hopes if you're going to do that kind of stuff. Well, and, you know, how long is he going to be there if he, he keeps – yeah. And if he coaches the linebackers like he did at Tennessee, if he coaches that defense like that, he ain't gonna be there very long either. That's a that's a good point. That that's not gonna be which I mean, I guess your play you you are dealt the largest talent pool in America at any level of sports. Yeah. It, even bigger than Alabama. Yep. It's gotta be the easiest. It's got to be the easiest job in America, coaching football at IMG Academy. You'd think. Got to be. Um, but let's get into the Carnell Tate thing a yeah, little bit. So, kind of uh, that anyways, yeah, he is from Chicago. So, yeah, I know that that a little closer to home, Ohio State. How do you not look at the NFL and the wide receivers and just be like, hey, man, I, get it. I mean, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, both first rounders this past year. You got uh, Terry McLaurin. Michael Thomas, uh, Curtis Samuel all went to Ohio State in the league right now and, and starting um, and having a really good season. So, how, how do you not um, – I mean, Michael Thomas didn't have a great season last year. He didn't really play. But um, you get it. Yeah, I mean, what Tennessee wide receivers are, are really out there doing the same. Like, who? what first-rounders does Tennessee have? Yeah, and just from a standpoint of – if you're going to commit now, Tennessee has a new wide receiver coach. It's still a new staff. 
I just I I one hundred percent get the USC over over ten or USC OSU over um yeah. over Tennessee. I, I I get it. First off, I get any kid making the decision, whatever. I might question his reasons. I don't question the reasons for this one. Um I also love I love that Ohio State doesn't get any of the oh there must be a big NIL deal because let's be honest there probably is a big NIL deal as well money's gonna play a part even at Alabama even at Ohio State even at Texas do I think Archie Manning needed an eight million dollar NIL deal to go to Texas no is there probably NIL money on the table yeah I think there's NIL money there but I I think you know Chad sent that funny text about uh like he it's probably not the decision it probably wasn't why it happened David Cutcliffe is probably why it happened. Um, that's, I think, it's a situation with with OSU and 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 uh, Carnell Tate. It's it's a it's, good school to go Brian, to for him. It's Brian Hartline, um, and you know, you had two first round wide receivers last year. And I'm they, sure there's some nil money on the table. Yeah, and and there was nil. That's that's the thing is like, oh, Spira's got to get it together. I mean. This had like they. I'm sure Tennessee had a really good offer. I'm sure Ohio State had a good offer. I don't really think that was the end all be all. I just think like maybe Ohio State matched or you know had something close to what Tennessee had, and then it was a no brainer at that point. I mean, look at the pro. Like Ohio State is a college football playoff contender every single year. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, I I don't think NIL was even definitely. I don't think NIL was. Um, Arch, Arch Manning's entire reason. I don't think it was Car- uh, Carnell Tate's entire reason either. I think it played a part. I just think it's funny that that doesn't get brought up at all yeah. when it's a school that's not Tennessee. And even if Tennessee would have landed Carnell Tate, who knows if you actually hold on to him. When Ohio State's, you know, when they've won 10 or 11 games and, and Tennessee's sitting there at eight games, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, just the the state of the program, and it's it's not a, it is what it is. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I do want to. I mean, I think this is kind of a good. First off, I take Carnell Tate any day of the week. Um, but yeah, Tennessee. David Jones said they're not struggling too bad on the wide receiver front. I think there are some solid guys there. Um, we need to get some D line and, and linebackers in here. I agree. Um, I think that's the the big question still defensively, and I think Tennessee's got to find some playmakers on that side of the ball, but. And but yeah, I think Tennessee still got a, a solid wide receiver group for this year and, and probably next year as it's looking right now. But I have to take Carnell Tate any day of the week. I, I'll kick some guys off the roster for Carnell Tate. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming NIL for this one. Um, I think. I, I think he he would have had plenty of opportunities to make money in Knoxville. I don't think there's any doubting that. You come in, you know, a high profile guy like that. People know who you are already as a high school athlete. You'll make plenty. I mean, Zakai Ziegler probably never thought that he would make the money he's making at the University of Tennessee, and he's on every single NIL ad there is. And what's funny is for all the old white guys that hate NIL, um, I mean, Zakai is just earning what he's worth. He didn't have anything promised coming in. Didn't even have plans promised coming in. He just balled out. He was endearing to the fan base, and, and now he's probably, like you said, that he's kind of the NIL franchise or NIL face of Tennessee right now, a guy that proved you can come in and make a lot of money doing it if you just yeah. do your job. 
<laughs> just, just do your job. There, there might be one person that, that's making more money, and that's a starting quarterback at the University of Tennessee. Exactly. Exactly. Um, David also said building has never come cheap, huh? Nah, dude, you got to spend money to make money. That's how yeah. it is. You got to spend money to make money. Here, here's the thing. You, you spend all that money, you got to win at some point. You can't be like Jeremy Pruitt and lose and people start looking looking around yeah. for reasons to get rid of you after that. And uh, and, and Haslam out here. Haslam, if you're going to spend the money, make sure it's worth it, brother. He's trying to buy the Preds right now. I'm just I'm, – I'm convinced he wants to be the most hated person in the state of Tennessee. He's probably going to try to buy the Grizzlies next just to wipe out West Tennessee too. Um, he just wants to be – he's got East Tennessee covered. Nobody likes him here. Working on Dude, I just wanted to pelt them with something when they walked into the baseball stadium wearing Browns jackets. And they gifted you uh, – they're going to gift you Baker Mayfield now. Oh, How God. nice of them. I can't wait. Uh, to it's going to be so much fun. God, I hate that. He wanted the Browns, which I know the Browns had a lot of talent. But he wanted the Browns. Screw the Browns. Um – yeah, well, let's talk about Arch real quick. I appreciate Arch for not picking Alabama and Georgia. Pave your own way. I appreciate it. Um, I could. I would argue he could have paved his own way at Georgia. Who's the last great Georgia quarterback? Matt Stafford. Oh, I I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, but they did. The, win, like, if you want to argue national championship, sure. But he could have been the. He could have been the one of the best to play at Georgia. Yeah, but he is like. I mean. I guess recruiting wise, with yeah. all the five stars that they landed, he is, um, you know, I don't want to say just another one, but he. No, and he did. He did. He didn't like piss off Ole Miss, Tennessee. Like he kind of like <laughs> he got out of there. He said, "Yeah, uh, just I'm not creating creating anymore." Any right. More, uh, yeah, I drama. think that's. Yeah, I think this is just, and and look at his nonchalant tweet they the only tweet he's ever had and he's just i'm committed to texas and he's just in a texas shirt like i mean he didn't have this big just hoorah party that that he's committed and i'm committed to texas i want to propose an ncaa rule change i want to propose an ncaa rule change and and i know this is going to go against the commit we just signed or we just got so i'm Okay. okay with that i think you should only be allowed to pick hats out and put on a hat like for the video put on the hat if you're doing it on national signing day, early or original. Other than that, hats have to stay off the table. That's my new proposal. Yeah, I agree with that. The hats are supposed to be fun. They're not fun when you go to another team, you know, two or three months later. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good point. Good point. Um, I agree. It's very clear, kind of like Peyton and Eli probably got great advice from their dad and, and, and Cooper too, who tried, you know, was very close to playing at the next level, just injury. It's very obvious that he uh, is is listening and on the right path to success. Obviously, you still have to go do it. Um, he isn't going to just be a great because of his last name. But it's very clear that he's listening to the advice he's getting, and probably going to be probably going to be the next great Manning. I mean, let's just be honest. And to your point, just a second ago, the pick a hat and go to another team. A couple months down the road. If Sark, if they don't win at Texas, I mean, then is then does it look better that you decommitted and went somewhere else? Yeah, the 
look, if we're being, it, it's, I think, I don't even think it's a Sark. I think it's a David Cutcliffe. I, I think if he wasn't Texas. It, I'm saying if, and they probably won't do this because of the, just that Manning thing. But what if, what if Sark goes six and six and gets fired? Does he yeah. still go? Yeah, if he gets fired, I think it's Is really Cutcliffe still there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's really up in the air. I, I think, I think it's pretty. We 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 speculated on, and I'm not. I mean, I think Texas has a lot to do with it. Like I said, I think there is nil money on the table. I don't think that was his decision. Like I don't think that 100 percent made it. I don't think he's looking for the payday. Why would he? There's no reason to. Yeah, you got um, plenty of money. Has all his family has all the money they need. Um, he's not. I'm sure he he liked what they the NIL deals he's going to get, but he could get those, he could get similar deals at, at any school he wanted to go to Alabama, Georgia. Sure. Even if it was Ole Miss, I mean, he could get, the, I'm so glad it wasn't Lane Kiffin. I hope it's never Lane Kiffin for him that he's, a, he is the most insufferable human being on Twitter. Um, trolls are supposed to be trolls because they don't have anything better to do. You're a division one SEC head football coach. What are you doing, dude? Grow up. Um, no, I think, yeah, I mean, if it if it's if, if Sark goes six and six, I doubt he gets fired. Um, but you know, maybe that makes that decision a little bit harder. I see him going to Texas no matter what, because like I said, it seems like he's getting advice and listening to it. I don't think, I think he committed when he felt like it was time. He's waited this long. I felt like it was a this is where I'm going decision for that, yeah. just kind of based on his family. Um, obviously. They're, you know, they're different human beings. That, that doesn't mean it's 100% true. But he's pretty much stayed. Like, his recruiting has obviously been heavily followed, but it's not been anywhere drama-filled as some three stars have been. Yeah, 100%. I would just be shocked if if a decommitment came, unless something like Sarkeesian got fired happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um and especially if he's playing the SEC in, I guess that'd be three years from now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, three three years, probably not happening next year like was like it was speculated on. Probably. Okay. Um, so, also, what we heard this week, didn't that we heard it was going to be 2025? Yeah. Also, um, watch Arch, his tape. Dude, he's got to play against better competition. I know he's good. Listen, it is. But like, I think it's hard to watch high school film and, and uh, always know. But we got Louisiana produces the most talent in the NFL. They have the most NFL players by state. Oh my god, Dude. maybe maybe per capita. Please go watch that tape and just be like, "What are we doing, guys?" He played the same people Elon Payton played though. I agree. I agree. So I mean, like, but like watching his film, I'm just like, he's not the best player in the country. No, he does. He doesn't wow you. He doesn't. Um, yeah. He doesn't wow you like some five stars do. But yeah. I know. I think he makes a lot of plays that wow you, though. He's he's got some good uh, teachers too. Um, David also said Texas is basically giving Sark a vote of confidence. Um, make no mistake, Texas oil money is legit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and for and the withdrawal of that money for underperformances too. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Sark 
I think hopefully the admin at Texas, I say hopefully just because I do hate people, even unless it's like a team I truly hate, like Alabama or Georgia. But what does what does Quinn Edwards do? That's what that's what I find the most interesting. That's what I find the most interesting. Or like I mean, he was he was a five star too. Like he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Who beats out who? That's gonna be a fun quarterback competition there in a few years. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it definitely makes it and it makes the talk more interesting. It, it makes like I said, I, I I assume the whole time wherever David Cutcliffe was gonna be, I know he's not in an official coaching role. I assumed wherever he was gonna be was where the next Manning would be. Yeah. Yeah, like Tennessee wasn't ever in this, and and Tennessee got a really good quarterback. And if you watch the two films, I'm not trying to crap on Arch or or anything like that because I am a big Manning fan. But uh, if you watch the two tapes, I think it's more fit than anything else. Yeah, it probably is. But it's I think if you it's Nico all day long. Sorry. Yeah, and you know, still to be determined how they play in college. But I would, I would, I would agree with. I, I think when you look at Tennessee's offense, I 100% agree with that take. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I, I am very interested to see how it all plays out. Um, speaking of Texas oil money, it's David Cutcliffe has no loyalty to Texas. The man's getting a paycheck for what he's doing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he's got a nice paycheck. Well, and that, that oil money, it goes to A&M, too. It's not just Texas. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's oil money all over that. There's there's money all over that state. The, and the oil money is in West Texas. It's not even in <laughs> Austin. or like You're talking about the Premier State School, though. I, I think the state capital. I think, um, I, I mean, Baylor's been pretty solid even after they probably should have gotten the death penalty thanks to yeah. our Riles. Um, with NIL, I think the Texas schools are going to be a tough in the next 10 years. I think you can see a lot of really good Texas schools. Yeah. You've got Tech, Baylor. You also kind of got Oklahoma. They're not Texas, but they most of their roster is made up of Texas yeah. players. And they're going to be an SEC school. That's going to help some conference draw. They've got, they definitely got money too there. I mean, and I think I'm all, and I'm all for it. I don't, and I know it helps Tennessee. I, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm just all for players getting paid. I, I think they should get paid. So, um, and I think it, I think it's better for college football. Um, yeah. How disrespectful Top Gun Maverick was to the Navy because in the football scene, both teams are running spread offense. And the Naval Academy, of course, lines up in the wing tee. And then it became this long thread about how the forward pass ruined football. Oh I, I, it's, it's funny, and, and I won't get into details, though, but it's just funny how the old generation acts like the new thing always ruins something. Um, oh, for sure. It just... Go up to any, like, middle-aged man and tell them that Michael Jordan isn't the best player of all time and see what their reaction is. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It, it's... <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's like a, yeah, it's changed college football, but college football is the best. It was the best it's ever been. Um, it, before NIL, and I don't think it's gonna get worse. And I think parity is good for the sport. I think this creates 
Uh, I think it can create more parity. I think it's almost to still go out into solid recruiting and then what you got to do on the field. And I think, I mean, I legitimately believe once Nick Saban retires, you're going to see a lot more parity in college football. I think he's that dominant, and I hate to say it because he's at Alabama. Well, and they don't even need NIL because with all the talent that they've got, and, and maybe the same with Georgia too, they can't afford all those big NIL deals with all those players on that roster. Right. And it's just funny to me, too, when we when we talk about <laughs> people are like, what's the locker room going to be like when you're paying players? Guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. They've been paying players since like the 70s and 80s. When did the uh -oh. okay. when did the Pony Express take place? Was that the 80s? It's it's like, guys, that, and the, the guy we knew it. The guys in the locker room knew who was getting paid, too. It's so why does it change it now? Because it's public information. And if they can't handle being lesser paid because they're not the better player, then they're not going to make it in the NFL or in any world. There's a guy at your company getting paid more than you guys. There's a guy at your company getting paid less than you. It's just the way the world works. I'm sorry. You get paid what you're worth. Sometimes <coughs> you don't, and that sucks, but that just falls back on just people sucking in general. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I don't think it's going to change the locker room at all. It's not going to, like I said, I think it's good for the sport. Yeah, Tennessee got some good news on the recruiting front this week. Um, Three-star running back Will Stallings commits to Tennessee out of uh, Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. Same high school as Cedric Tillman, one of those premier uh, programs in the country, and had a lot of production at um, at Bishop Gorman. He's a bigger running back, six foot, two hundred twenty-two pounds. A lot of people actually thought. I think. Other schools were actually recruiting him as a linebacker as well. Um, ran a four six. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Ran ran it. a four six. Um, you know that that speed maybe can be worked on a little bit, but but is a bruiser, and I think he plays a lot faster than a four six if you watch his tape. Um, I think for for me, I agree with that, and I think it's because he's such a downhill runner. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. Se he seems to get the ball and go. It's not. It's not looking for the perfect cut, looking for the perfect hole, any sliver. Every It seemed like in his highlight, which I know it's his highlight, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But it seemed like any time he got the ball in his highlight tape, he was just running downhill. Yep. So I think that makes you play a little bit faster. Yep. Cam Tier uh, got an offer, committed shortly after. So, uh, you know, good on him. I'm, I'm sure having Cedric Tillman ball out the way he has under Josh Heupel you know, being from Bishop Gorman uh, probably helped that decision a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I got for for Will Stallings. I think he is a different back that Tennessee has on this roster. Um, we talked about on this show a number of times of how Tennessee needs to get better in the short yardage, and, and you know that can definitely help with a bigger back. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to see if he has any more. He's already bigger than I think Tennessee. Every single ten, Tennessee back, um, in terms of weight, I wonder if they try to bulk him up and be that downhill guy, just because, like you said, it's needed um, right now. What they you know what they have just isn't that isn't what they have. So do they try to put on more weight and make him that bigger back? I'm kind of curious to see what they do with him. Yeah. Obviously, they want the running back. <laughs> Agreed. Um, also, recruiting-wise, big weekend for Tennessee. The last weekend uh, before that July dead period starts. So, um, you know, those guys that want to 
get that recruiting over with for uh, their season, hey, this is kind of your last shot to to steal some momentum right before that that dead period. And you know, t- I think Tennessee needs some of that. I think they had a bunch of momentum when Nico um, committed, and you know, a lot of these guys were coming in, Francis, Carnell Tate, people like that. And um, it kind of died down a little bit with with Carnell choosing Ohio State, and um, Tamarion Parker goes to Penn State. So I mean, they they just maybe missed out on some that they thought maybe they got would get a, after their initial visit. But um, another huge weekend. Francis will be back in town, the five star um, offensive lineman from IMG Academy. Uh, Ethan Davis, Nico, two commits will, will also be in town for their official visit. Hunter Osborne, a defensive lineman from Alabama, four-star. Um, and this is a, a big weekend. There's a lot of secondary players. Uh, John Slaughter will be back in town. Um, it looks like Tennessee is probably going to beat out Ole Miss for him. Jakeem Jackson out of uh, Kissimmee, Florida, Central Florida. I think he's been to Miami, been to Florida. You know how it is trying to get, you know, those kids out of Florida. It's very difficult. Um, Jordan Matthews is out of Baton Rouge. Um, I think LSU offered here recently. So, you know, Texas has kind of been up there with Tennessee for for him. But now LSU offers hometown kid. You know, what does that look like? Um, Jeremiah Cobb, four-star running back. Which, four-star running back, I just don't get the appeal to Auburn at all right now i would be definitely worried which i mean i think they're good things to auburn in terms of how they have gone about their they they have changed coaches fairly quickly um took them a while to get away from um gus uh but other than that they, they seem to when it's not working go and i think with the transfer portal it makes it easier for players but i think that does have to make you think twice about auburn um but no, i mean they're I think, I think what I struggle with as looking at it from a Tennessee perspective is, is Tennessee any more appealing in that sense than Auburn? I think that's that's, that's where I would argue that. Yeah, I think that's it's a lot Tennessee. more stable. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, thought you just you just meant kind of how the offense operates. That's what I meant. From a I don't. As ten, I think there's okay. more appealing places than Tennessee and Auburn, but I don't see how I could argue Tennessee being more appealing as a running back than Auburn. That's that's all I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought – I'm more talking about the yeah. stability in But you general. have a tra- – easy, transferring's easier now. So I think you can you kind of get ready for slip-up if that happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sham Umarov, I think I'm saying that right. A four-star offensive lineman out of Denmark, Georgia. Um, I think it's between us and and Georgia for that one. Nathan Laycock, three-star wide receiver, uh, three-star athlete. Christian Conyer is uh, one of the best players in the state of Kentucky and uh, got some predictions from Kentucky after his visit last weekend. So, um, you know, we'll see if Tennessee can maybe steal that momentum back away and then uh three-star linebacker Jeremiah T. Lander will be back in town 
Uh, and then three-star linebacker Tyree Weathersby, or I think he's a defensive end, not a linebacker. But yeah, so a big weekend, a lot of guys, and um, I think the the big one that you're really looking at is is Francis. I think Tennessee needs some some tackle bodies. He could be a a tackle body for Tennessee, and you know he's he's buddies with Nico. I just. Us in USC is pretty much what I'm looking at. That that seems to be the two teams that lead for him. So, so you may have just answered my question. I have one question about this weekend and, and this this recruiting uh, weekend and and guys visiting. Who who's the closest to committing? Is it Francis? Who's a okay. who do you expect if anybody from this weekend committing anytime soon? Is it is it anybody here? And and is it? I mean, Fran, you may have just answered my question. I'd go John Slaughter. I think he's the probably the closest one to pull the trigger. Is there any opinion. big name guys? That, not nothing against John Slaughter, but when you just look at the we're looking at stars, which is pretty much all you can at recruiting. Is there anybody bigger that you can you see right? Like this could be the weekend that makes their decision. I guess. Yeah, I think you could put Francis in that. Um, I, I don't know what his you know date or whatever is. Um, him, Christian Conyer, I feel like is one that that you'd like to beat out Kentucky for. You know, with him being from Kentucky, I know that you're probably always going to have them in your in their ear. But I think he likes Knoxville. He's been up here tons of times, so um, maybe not a when you're looking at star wise, he's not up there right. with like Francis, but a, a guy that Tennessee really likes in that secondary. Right. Okay. Just curious. Give yeah. some people some names to really look at. Maybe, maybe Jeremiah T. Lander could be one as well. He, he's been up here a number of times. I think Louisville's up there in his recruitment. Um, I don't know. You can just use a ton of linebackers. We just need depth at that position. So right. a guy like that would make sense. Okay. Good deal. I was, yeah. That's some names to look for. I like it. Yeah. All right. We ready to get to a, a new segment? I haven't come up with a name for it. Maybe we maybe we come up with a name tonight. Maybe next week. Um, kind of just thought of it today because we are in the dog days of summer. Not going on. I know the NHL are wrapping up, and of course we'll still talk college baseball and you know next week. But that'll be the really the last week for college baseball. Um, MLB. I'm just gonna be honest. I, I don't care enough about MLB. It, it, I'm sorry for if there's any MLB fans out there. It's just. It's not on my radar, and I know Landon's just so annoying. He gets to just roll around in the Yankees being so freaking good. But maybe these, maybe the the ball changes. Maybe that maybe that ruins the the Bronx Bombers. We'll, we'll, see. well we're getting beat by the Trash Bangers right now. So <laughs> check check the check the tapes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I've got some questions for Landon. I, I encourage okay. you guys to hop in. Do you have Twitter pulled up? Um, I can't while I'm on my phone here. Yeah, I can. Um, just to see if anybody tunes in, because for some reason, we're not. I'm I'm not able to see it in our chat here. I, I do have. I guess this is a. David Jones just said it says answer. I don't know if that's like answer this question, um. But he says nil seems stuck spinning its wheels with no authoritative presence in place. A real conundrum. Don't disagree with that. Um, because the government can't tax or control what they don't know about. They do know about nil deals though. That's that's the thing. Um. Do they they know where they know the money's coming in? Do they know how it came in or 
stuff like like they do they know how the deals were made and stuff like that no there's really it'd be very hard to prove how that took place the government doesn't care how the deals took place they care that the deals are in place and that there's money coming in yeah they're taxed they're they're taxed on that just another way you got to learn to do business i think the ncaa has got a real problem because they just rolled it out they weren't prepared and they should have been they 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 thought they had control over the supreme court like they have over college athletics for the last 50 years and they 70 years and they don't and they got stuck to them by some supreme court justices and and they can't say no to that and instead of preparing for this they just sat back and said we'll pay our lawyers as much money as possible and they'll make it happen and then they were wrong and that's that's their fault and and they should have done a better job they had some guidelines in place but they didn't do a good job of ensuring that those guidelines were followed and, and that's on them and, and they can blame it on schools and stuff but you're the governing body you're it's your job and you've shown the last decade or two that you have no backbone people aren't going to listen to you like it's the ncaa's fault you can sit here and blame schools and the new generation it's the ncaa's fault they've done a terrible job handling everything for the last 20 years and now it's all kind of imploding in their face with getting it stuck to them by the supreme court and they didn't prepare it it's on them it's on no one else it's not hard to police what you can. And that's another thing. They're trying to police things they can't police. And that's on them. It's on them. They should have, they didn't have good guidance. They didn't sit down and really figure it out. And it's all on them and it's on no one else. It, it, the NIL is not hard to figure out. Yeah. It's and everything hard. that they don't want to deal with, they just like, it's up to the, the conference commissioner. Yeah. And try yeah. to make them it, police it. And they don't have any authority either. Yeah. It, and the whole thing with I agree, you shouldn't be able to pay a player and say, "Come here." Like you shouldn't be able to do that. But you you can't say that I I can't go and sign if I'm a business. I can't go and sign a guy to an NIL deal. And if I'm a smart business owner, I sign him to a one year deal. And and me and him have an understanding because I have a Tennessee hat on when I make that deal. That if you come here, we you you know that this deal is in place next year. Because you go to Alabama, I'm not, I'm not re-signing your NIL deal. That's just how business is done. Sorry, what? That hat says title. It's not Tennessee. Brother, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, Ron Reed said, sup, friends? So, yeah, go balls, Go balls, baby. Ron, good to, up, Ryan? to hear from you, man. Um, well, so you got, got some got questions for me. Yeah, I got a bone to pick with Ron and Matt Arthur. Matt's been telling me he's going to get me some bourbon here, and I see Ron posting. I know he works with Matt, so that's a little unfair. I know he works on the accounts with the bourbon, but the fact that he's gotten just boatloads of bourbon more than me when Matt's been telling me he's going to hook me up is pretty just absurd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt can't drink that. But Matt's got a nice bourbon collection. He doesn't have any hair in his chest. There's no way he drinks it. It's, <laughs> he's just collecting bottles is all he's done. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had some good bourbon with Matt. I'll, I'll have to defend him there. Um, all right. I'm just going to – so I've got a lot of questions. You guys pop – you know, answer these um, – Classic barroom debates. Um, mm. Yeah, just uh, just some quick ones. These, these might be quick. These might take some time. So I've got a bunch. We may have to push them off to next week. It's fine. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's not. So what defines a sandwich? Two, two, two different two? slices of bread. Oh, it has to be two different slices. Yeah. So if I sli- So can I make a hot dog a sandwich if I just cut it in half if i open it completely because at some point bread is all one thing 
Ryan said he's drinking bourbon now, so you must I not knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, ugh. no, then you're just messing it up. Like you can't take something away from it. Like a hot dog in its normal form is not a sandwich. As a self-proclaimed hot dog guy, I've got to go. It's real murky water here. We're we're really splitting hairs. I mean, you've got a piece of meat in between bread. That's a sandwich. Hmm. Can you define it as meat? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a lot of meat. It's like a yeah. It's actually right? like stuff you don't want to know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with that. I love a good glizzy, though. Ryan said, is a hot dog different than a hot dog's hot dog sandwich? I don't, I've never had, see, that's another thing. I know people who have eaten hot, well, see, I think people that eat hot dog with like regular bread, like sliced bread, I think they use one piece of bread. Yeah. But again, that bread in that sliced bread package was all one bread at one point. If, if so that's where I think it gets dicey. Hot, if you have a hot dog in two separate, Pieces of bread, you are a serial killer, and we are no <laughs> no, 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 no. I know people who've ran out of, I mean, this is more like a college move, but they, they take a piece of sliced bread, cook a hot dog, they don't have hot dog bread, and they put the hot dog in between the bread and fold it up. Yeah, yeah, and I've done that before. It's it's very okay. poor, I, I get yeah, it, yeah. but it, it happens. <laughs> um, But what you said is like, <laughs> I didn't say that. You know, I said but, but what if, I just explained. I, I know, I know, but you were kind of leading to getting to like if you put it on a hot dog in between two on slices two, of bread. Yeah. Like that hot dog is like this big in that piece of bread. Like most of your bites, you're just gonna get just full bread. Cut cut the hot dog in half. Lay it, cut it in half, lay it flat. But that's still not going to fill it up. Get two hot dogs. Cut them all in half. Cut them both in half. I just think a hot dog's a sandwich. That's what I'm getting at. I think we haven't, we need to decide this as a society and just accept it. It's just the way it is. Dude, I eat hot dogs probably once every couple weeks. That's a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, they're just easy to make for lunch when I work from home. But, uh, like I don't feel great after I eat them. Like they're kind of they're kind of gross, <laughs> especially because yeah, I, I usually heat them up in the microwave, which I know is bad. disgusting. See, even when I'm at home and I just hot, like you said, hot dogs an easy meal. I'm still firing up the grill. I have to. I can't yeah. eat them off. I can't eat them in water in water or or microwave. Them, so, which I that's the thing. I don't remember the last time I had a hot dog as a meal. I've only had them like at tailgates or on the golf course or stuff like that. So, I can't remember the last time I had a hot dog as a meal. Mr. Nothing Marvel. like a coarse dog. <laughs> um, this one's this one's kind of along the same lines. Is cereal a soup? No. <laughs> I mean, is there cold soups? Okay, so soups can only be hot. I feel I like know. a soup Are has to be soup? hot. Okay, I don't know. I, I that's that's a great point. I didn't consider. Yeah, I feel like a soup has to be hot. Okay, I'll accept that because I, I, I can't think of a cold soup off the top of my head. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong here. If anybody in the chat, but I'm I I accept Landon's premise. Okay, I appreciate that. 
Um, next one. This is for everyone. Please get involved. When you when you pee, I've seen Landon pee, so I, I kind of know how he pees. Do you unzip <laughs> and unbutton, or do you just unzip and pull it through the hole over the fence or through the gate? What's your move? Landon's actually a pants around his ankle kind of guy. Yeah, I sit down to pee. Yeah, it's not weird. I only do it at home. I don't no, do it. Like well, I've seen you in a Wendy's bathroom with your pants around your ankles. I have a picture of you of it. When? <laughs> The cruise, for the cruise. I sat down. I don't know if your pants are around your ankles. I don't know if they're around your ankles, but they're no, no. no, You weren't sitting down. You were standing at a urinal. I think they were like around your knees. Your ass was showing. Is my point. Oh, that was being funny. But it was good, wasn't it? Like (laughs) your hands free. I mean, it's a pro move in my opinion. Why can a toddler do it, but I can't? That's my question. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a guy at work that that used to do it. I'm a, by the way, I'm 100% at home. I don't do it in public. I can't do it. I try to avoid public toilets at all possible, but 100% sit down and be got home. Why would I stand up? That's uncomfortable. And you yeah. risk, I, then you have to touch the toilet seat to lift it because if you get pee on the seat, you get yelled at by the, by the old lady. And, and this, I don't like that term, by the way. I tried it out to see if it sounded good coming out of my mouth. It didn't. Um, so you risk either peeing on the seat and getting yelled at or, or leaving the seat up and getting yelled at. It's just an easier move to sit down. I agree at home. Sit down. I got uh, I got roasted on Twitter one time because I said the wife instead of my wife. Roasted by your wife or by others? No, by a, a like middle aged man. Saying he probably I was disrespectful. He's probably one of those guys that's commenting like "You're so lovely." Why he has married oh, yeah. with four kids, love Christ in his bio, and just telling a girl You're with gorgeous. huge dish how pretty she is. Yeah. <laughs> Those are actually my favorite thing to read. Oh my it's like, gosh, dude! I, I think we need a we need a sideshow where we just scroll through Twitter, just bonking people. Yeah, just a big <laughs> bonk sesh for sure. For uh, sure. Um, staying on the bonk trail. This is not a bonk, but would you rather have sex with a goat and nobody ever find out, or have sex with a goat, or not have sex with a goat and everybody in the world think that you did? That's a oh conundrum, my. is it not? Yeah. Are you okay with the ru- the question is are you okay with rumors about you? I think that's that's the question. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to go that. I could no, there ain't no yeah, way. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Could not. I, I don't know how anyone could do that to a goat just for <laughs> like, just for the not to talk about. Like how could you ever live with you? I don't know. Yeah. If any if anyone answers have sex with a goat, they're they're an absurd human being. An absurd human being. Yeah, and they care way too much about what people think about them. The only way I could think twice about it, have you seen all these deep fakes out? You know, like the videos that are that look real? If there was a deep fake of me doing that, I'd have to think twice. I'm like, that's on video now. <laughs> yeah, there can't be any, like, kind of proof. <laughs> uh, this is my last one. I think this one is interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, do you button your shirt starting from bottom to top? So bottom to top or top to bottom? Do you go neck first down or, or waist? I think down? I go neck first down. So I go neck first down, but here's what's interesting. No matter how many buttons are on a polo, if it's one, if it's two, that makes sense because I don't button the top. But if it's three or four, I still go bottom to top on the polo. Yeah, I guess I, I would. Right? Isn't that weird? It is weird? And I don't ever button the top button on a uh, dress shirt either. Even when I'm putting a tie on, which I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like 
bottom to top would make more sense because you, you've done it before where you've buttoned all the way down and it's uneven. God, yeah, dude, that's so frustrating. But I feel like if you start from the bottom, that wouldn't happen. It'd be a lot harder. It could happen, yeah. but it'd be a lot harder. I agree. Yeah. I do it looking in a mirror. That makes it a little bit easier. You can see it even. But yeah, no, I, I've done it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That one was easy. All right, here's my last one. It may take us a minute. And we'll get out of here. This one's kind of interesting, and it makes me feel really dumb to even think about. Is ice a rock? Is ice a rock? Are glaciers boulders? I think that... <laughs> Did the Titanic just hit a big boulder? Like a water rock? <laughs> yeah. I, sure. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like it is. So here's the explanation. This when is you use a glacier, it made me think of it as a rock. Right. And, and so I heard an explanation that makes sense. Um, so de- definition of this is the... So I just pulled all these off the internet. Um, so I saw some answers. Or pe- opinions, I should say. Um, someone said definition of a rock rock or stone is a natural substance, a solid aggregate of one or more mineral minerals or mineral mineral mineraloids definition of a mineral formed by a natural process and then stable or metastable at room temperature in the simplest sense. This means a mineral must be solid. Classic example of exceptions to this rule include native mercury, which crystallizes at negative 39 degrees Celsius and water ice, which is solid only below zero degrees Celsius. Because these two minerals were described before 1959, they were grandfathered by the International Mineralogical Association. Those are a lot of big words in there, so it convinced me. Oh, my Just God. There's a comment on here from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to read it? Yeah, no, go for it. Is it about the goat? Because maybe I don't <laughs> yes, want you to read it. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He said not the goatussy. <laughs> oh God. Wait, all that that's all it said? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's a that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I think we have a lot of people in here. I'm a little worried about the the no nobody answered that. And I, I'm I'm a little worried that if you stayed quiet on that one, you didn't choose the the right answer which is not having sex with a goat so i'm really yeah, please, concerned with the state of this, this these listeners right now i need everyone to confirm that they would not have sex with a goat that's the confirmation i need i mean i'm not like i'm not bringing this up but when joe said that like <laughs> would it make a difference to anybody if it was a a female or a male goat I don't think that that should. That shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. Be I agree. I agree. But if I ask that question and someone follows up, is it male or female? I'm immediately. <laughs> you talk about psychopaths and serial killers. I'm immediately concerned. He definitely eats one single wiener and two slices of bread. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. That was fun. I can't wait to bring it back. We're gonna gonna need to come up with a segment name. Uh, maybe maybe tell me. Give me some ideas. It's not um, whatever Joe commented. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that that can't be our segment name. Uh, this is a fan, it's not after ten. It's not. It's a family podcast. That I've still got some good questions in here that okay, I'm, excited I'm excited about excited. for next week. So, um, and I'll find some more for for the rest of the dog days of summer. Of course, Sunday we'll still have our most important of the week and fails of the week. But I like this too. I like to. I, I thought maybe stupidity. We, we got a little too negative, so I'm gonna try to stay positive with it. So I like this. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We'll do stupidity again, trust me. There's too many stupid stuff in this world to not comment on. 
Oh, for sure. Oh, like speaking a, of which, Darren Ravel. I, I'm going to be negative for a minute just because it was so funny. Joe Biden falling off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> he would Here's definitely ask if it was male or female. Here's a lot of questions I have about that. Why are you riding with the clip? They weren't the clip-on shoes, but they have the clip-on. Yeah. It had like the front clip-on. But he already had his left foot down. Who dismounts their bike to the right? Like, so you put your left foot down. Who then and tries then you to go- swing over with their left foot? That's psychotic. Who put that man on a bike? I don't know if you cut out. Yeah, that's bad, too. He should be on a tandem bike. Someone, someone else running the front. Yeah, get that man some training wheels. Um, I also love that the I do love the comments that are like this shows the Russia and the world how weak we are. I, I'm like, guys, we 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 still have. I, I don't think a guy falling off a bike is telling the world that we're weak. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, somebody was like, there was a video of him like falling like twice trying to get up an air like. Up in an he, he was trying to get an Air Force One, and he did the little running step and just missed with this. I think it was it was right or left. It was one of the foots, obviously, and just missed it. He did the little jog up it, and and that's a bad. I listen. Everyone's falling up and downstairs. That's a bad time to do it. I mean, yeah, it probably, but like when you kind of think about it, does it? I'm not saying it make us makes us look weak, but it definitely doesn't make people afraid of the guy. Oh no, but um, if if I'm a, I mean, if if I'm a leader of another country, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I've seen the United States in my lifetime drop a lot of. I mean, you don't even need troops on the ground now to bomb places. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that doesn't make me think. Oh, we got this now. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Just <laughs> that's that's my only take on that. Um, the most powerful man in the world can't even ride a bike. Oh, uh, it was no, it was a. I laughed for far too long at that clip. Far too long. Also, like he wasn't riding that bike very long. It was like a Dolly Parton thing where it, like, they she, take a video of her riding the, yeah, riding the Wild Eagle, and she literally just rides it to the the back of the um, takeoff to the front. Which I respect. I love Dolly Parton. I respect that. I love her reasoning. Her reasoning's like my hair would fall off. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that so much. And everything else. It probably everything. Ah, those <laughs> those boobs have got to be pretty secure. They've been in there for like 50 years. Oh god, <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. Like sandbags. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, guys, that's all we got. Yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a good. That was a good yeah. idea, Caleb. I like that. Guys, we'll be back on Sunday. Um, I'm trying to get some some people in here. Um, Kiv, we gotta Kiv. get Kiv on. I've yeah, got a well, I got a special background for Kiv. He's gotta come on. I know he's okay. a cougar yeah, guy I'll, now. I'll yeah, I'll text him. We'll get it going. Um but yeah, if y'all want to see anybody, feel free to to tag them in a post or anything like that. And, and we'll be happy to reach out to get them on the show. Uh, we don't have a preference. We can get anybody. Um so guys, that's all we got. Thanks again for listening. We're bringing the boat in and we out.